Today is January the 21st. Did Jesus ever claim to be God? Let's find out together as we read John 7 to 10. Now today as you read John 7 to 10, what you'll discover is that it includes a lot of teaching. In uh, John chapter 7, he identifies himself as the Messiah, and that causes a lot of division, uh, a, a lot of confusion about who Jesus is. In fact, in chapter 7, verses 40 to 41, when the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, surely this man is the prophet that we've been expecting. Now, the prophet that they're talking about is either what Moses promised, a great prophet like me, or it's the prophet Elijah that Malachi, the last uh, uh, prophet of the Old Testament, foretold that Elijah would come before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, oh, he's the Messiah. Now there again, Messiah, uh, frankly, contrary to what we might believe, it's not very common in the Old Testament. Yeah, the Messiah is mentioned, but it's not frequent. Uh, he, he doesn't appear to be a major, major figure. Uh, nevertheless, they did expect a Messiah who would come and introduce the day of the Lord. They were looking for a human Messiah, one who would be a great military leader. Others said, he can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? Now, there's confusion about Jesus, and this confusion plays out all through chapter 8. At the end of chapter 8, they actually try to stone him because Jesus has very clearly identified himself as the Son of God. Now in chapter 9, what we discover is that Jesus heals a man who was blind from, that, from, from birth. The Pharisees question the man, and the man protects Jesus. Jesus finds him afterward, and the man believes and worships Jesus. In John 10, Jesus teaches that he is the good shepherd who leads his sheep. Notice what happens at the very end of chapter 10. Jesus says in verse 29, My Father has given these sheep to me. He's more powerful than anyone else. My Father. When they hear Jesus say, My Father, referring to God, they picked up stones to stone him, to kill him. Jesus in verse 32 says, At my Father's direction, I've done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? And they replied, We're stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. <laughs> Jesus speaks to them. He confuses them. He leaves. They don't stone him there. We started with the question, did Jesus ever claim to be God? Here, he does. 
The Jews surrounding him understood what he was saying. No one in the Old Testament ever called God my father. They called God the father of Israel. Kings, and actually only two kings did this, David and Solomon, referred to God as my father, but that was because they represented Israel. Jesus said he is my father, and he does it frequently during his ministry. We're so used to calling God our father that it doesn't impact us like it does the Jews of Jesus' time. When Jesus says God is my father, he is clearly saying, I am his son. Did Jesus ever claim to be God? Yes, he did. Let's read John 7 to 10. John 7 to 10, New Living Translation. John 7. After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of settlers. And Jesus' brother said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Jesus replied, Now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go any time. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. You go on. I'm not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. After saying these things, Jesus remained in Galilee. But after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly, staying out of public view. The Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds. Some argued, he's a good man, but others said, he is nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. But no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public, for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. Then, midway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. The people were surprised when they heard him. How does he know so much when he hasn't been trained, they asked. So Jesus told them, My message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But the person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks the truth, not lies. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. Moses gave you the law, but none of you obeys it. In fact, you are trying to kill me. The crowd replied, You're demon-possessed. Who's trying to kill you? Jesus replied, I did one miracle on the Sabbath, and you were amazed. But you work on the Sabbath too when you obey Moses' law on circumcision. Actually, this tradition of circumcision began with the patriarchs, long before the law of Moses. For if the correct time for circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do it so not to break the law of Moses. So why should you be angry with me for healing a man on the Sabbath? Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. Some of the people who lived in Jerusalem started to ask each other, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? But here he is, speaking in public. 
and they say nothing to him. Could our leaders possibly believe he is the Messiah? But how could he be? For we know where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. When Jesus was teaching in the temple, he called out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I come from. But I am not here on my own. The one who sent me is true, and you don't know him. But I know him because I came from him, and he sent me to you. The leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. Many among the crowds at the temple believed in him. After all, they said, Would you expect the Messiah to do more miraculous signs than this man has done? When the Pharisees heard that the crowds were whispering such things, they and the leading priests sent the temple guards to arrest Jesus. But Jesus told them, I will be with you only a little longer. Then I will return to the one who sent me. You will search for me, but not find me. You cannot go where I am going. The Jewish leaders were puzzled by this statement. Where is he planning to go? They asked. Is he thinking of leaving the country and going to Jews in other lands? Maybe he will even teach the Greeks. What does this mean when he says, You will search for me and not find me, and you cannot go where I am going? On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For scripture declares, Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. When the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, Surely this man is the prophet we've been expecting. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still others said, But he can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? For the scriptures clearly state that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where King David was born. So the crowd was divided about him. Some even wanted to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. When the temple guards returned without having arrested Jesus, the leading priests and Pharisees demanded, Why didn't you bring him in? We have never heard anyone speak like this, the guard responded. Have you been led astray too? The Pharisees mocked. Is there a single one of us rulers or Pharisees who believe in him? This foolish crowd follows him, but they are ignorant of the law. God's curse is on them. Then Nicodemus, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? He asked. They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. John 8 Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. 
When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, You are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus said to them, These claims are valid even though I make them about myself, for I know where I come from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. But I am one witness, and my Father who sent me is the other. Where is your Father? they asked. Jesus answered, Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my Father is. If you knew me, you would know my Father. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury but he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Jesus said to them, I am going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. You cannot come where I am going. The people asked, Is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean, you cannot come where I am going? Jesus continued, You are from below. I am from above. You belong to this world. I do not. That is why I said you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Who are you? they demanded. Jesus replied, The one I have always claimed to be. I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me, and he is completely truthful. But they still didn't understand that he was talking about his father. So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross then you will understand that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but say only what the Father has taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases him. Then many who heard him say these things believed in him. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are all descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I will tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham. And yet some of you are trying to kill me because there is no room in your heart for my message. I am telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied. If you were really children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you were trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No. You are intimidating your real father. They replied, We are not illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus told them, 
If God were your father, you would love me, because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. For he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar, and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. The people retorted, You Samaritan devil! Didn't we say all along that you are possessed by a demon? No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father, and you disobey me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. The people said, Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say, Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, If I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it is my Father who will glorify me. You say, He is our God, but you don't even know Him. I know Him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know Him and obey Him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people said, You aren't even fifty years old. How can you say you've seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. John 9 As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, Go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some of them said he was, and others said, No, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, Yes, I am the same one. They asked, Who healed you? What happened? He told them, The man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, Go wash in the pool of Solcum and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now, they asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees. Because it was on the Sabbath and Jesus had made the mud and healed him, the Pharisees asked the man about it. So he told them, He put mud over my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, 
But how can an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was deep division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leader still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see. So they called his parents. They asked them, Is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? His parents replied, We know this is our son, and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He is old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said, He is old enough. Ask him. So for a second time, they called the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this, because we know this man Jesus is a sinner. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind, and now I see. But what did he do, they asked. How did he heal you? Look, the man exclaimed, I told you once. Didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. Why? That's very strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard what happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is asking you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshipped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. John 10 I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. But anyone who enters through the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they didn't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. 
The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They must listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. When he said these things, the people were divided again in their opinions about him. Some said he is demon-possessed and out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Others said, this doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? It was now winter, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. He was walking in the temple and walked through the section known as Solomon's Colonnade. The people surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I have already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name. But you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. My father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. The father and I are one. Once again, the people picked up stones to kill him. Jesus said, At my father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? They replied, We're stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You are a mere man, claimed to be God. Jesus replied, It is written in your own scriptures that God said to certain leaders of the people, I say, you are gods. And you know that the scriptures cannot be altered. So if those people who received God's message were called gods, why do you call it blasphemy when I say, I am the son of God? After all, the father set me apart and sent me into the world. Don't believe me unless I carry out my father's work. But if I do his work, believe in the evidence of the miraculous work I have done, even if you don't believe me. Then you will know and understand that the father is in me, and I am in the father. Once again they tried to arrest him, but he got away from them. He went beyond the Jordan River near the place where John was first baptizing and stayed there a while, and many followed him. John didn't perform miraculous signs, they remarked to one another. But everything he said about this man has come true, and many who were there believed in Jesus. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll go back to the book of Psalms.